And your boys are back with another installment of your favorite podcast. If you're listening to this, it might actually be your favorite podcast. Who knows? It is The Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ricky Liordi. My name is George Boutsalis. And uh, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to all the fans. Thanks for all your support so far. For those uh, new here, we hope you enjoy. We think you'll enjoy this one. But before we get into this one, we'd really, really appreciate and be super grateful if you could make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, uh, leave us a five-star review, share it, do whatever you got to do, just on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Google Play, all that good stuff. It shows us that you want us to continue doing this, uh, it makes us super happy, and we'd really appreciate it. Without further ado, my pal Richard, who, we, who are we talking to today? We had our new pal, Owen Barney, on the podcast. He's a local Canadian musician, born and raised in Toronto, specializing in... Oh, I just said specializing. It's a weird one. Yeah, but he's a country singer. <laughs> well, he specializes in country, country music, yeah, for specializes sure. in country music <laughs> from the city, which is very rare. And uh, one of the, the better storytellers we've had on this podcast, which is super exciting, awesome. uh, he just released a new po- uh, a new podcast. <laughs> Holy crap. Rick is struggling here. <laughs> I think what Rick meant was EP. Yeah, a new EP called Tough Times uh, with his new radio single, You Make Me Wanna, uh, which is very exciting for him. So we chatted a little bit about that. So some stories about some of his favorite places to play and also growing up and how he learned how to play some uh, some music. Mm-hmm. It was really fun, guys. On it, easy. He, it's a funny guy. Owen, thanks for being a pal. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoy the Kingsville beers and uh, looking forward to seeing you play. That's it. Let's, uh, let's thank the people that make this happen. Uh, we want to give a shout out to a, uh, a new sponsor and supporter of the Pals podcast. Um, just a terrific, terrific, terrific company. Uh, my pal, what do you got in your hand over there? Damn, that sounds nice. Put a few of these back yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah, we were crushing a couple of them. We'd like to give a shout out, and this is our new, one of our new presenting sponsors, Kingsville Brewery. Uh, we've been drinking the Light A Lager, and it's refreshing, light, premium, and it's a perfect drink to have with your pals on the cottage, in the studio, wherever you are. It's all natural, clean ingredients, award-winning Canadian beer. They're available at your local LCBO, beer stores, grocery stores, and some of the best beer we've had. And big shout out to them because they even gave us this nice red fridge you'll see in our studio uh, on YouTube. So check them out at www.kingsvillebrewery.com or on socials at Kingsville Brewery. Yeah, love it. That fridge is fantastic. Kingsville, thank you so much, guys. It makes it very easy for me to grab a nice, refreshing Kingsville Canadian beer. Uh, literally right next to the couch. So appreciate that. And guys, as someone who's not the biggest beer drinker, I can tell you that uh, these are honestly, the, the beer is incredible. Uh, we love partnering with people who we believe in their brand, believe in their product. And I can tell you, Kingsville makes a quality beer. Uh, I really enjoy it. Like I said, I had a few of them yesterday for St. Patty's. So thanks, Kingsville. We appreciate the partnership. And uh, yeah, guys, go check them out at LCBO and pick up... Uh, pack today and yeah only 130 calories per pint you know i could afford to lay off the calories too so thanks again kingsville appreciate that uh guys i want to give another shout out to our uh our baby our our our, uh project our our new platform cast uh for those who are not aware cast is a new social media platform and it's the first social voting platform of its kind we are on a mission to remove the friction to participate in online conversations and what that means is we want to create a place for people that people to be honest authentic curious genuine um and just be themselves online uh you know we want to remove that fear of judgment and reprisal 
and create a, a curious community of people that can ask questions, give answers, have healthy discourse, and, and all of the important things in life that help stimulate conversation and, um, and communication. So right now we are in open beta. It's a super exciting time. We just launched the website, so you can now uh, download it from our website, from our social channels, wherever you need to get it. You can go to joincast.co or joincast.co on, on any social media platform and, uh, and download the app today. We're live on Android now and on iOS. Uh, and hopefully soon our, our our full web platform will be up. But yeah, get to get to our website, www.joincast.co to download today. We love you all. Thank you for the support so far. And one last sponsor, last but not least, our good friends over at RFP Design. If you haven't been watching on YouTube, we actually have a brand new, sleek, sexy looking new couch in the studio. It's become a staple of our studio now and it's gorgeous. And it's from our good friends over at RFP Design. Reliable, innovative, skilled. This is your custom furniture experience transformed. They turn visions into requests, requests into reality. Uh, we've known Andrew Moretti and his team for many years now. And we finally got a chance to work with them. And the whole process was seamless. From designing the couch to picking the fabric to the delivery and installation, everything it was just super easy and convenient. They made our, our job super Honestly, super easy. So if you're looking for any new furniture or looking for any custom projects, reach out to them at www.rfpdesign.com and let them know that the pal sent you. You won't get a discount, but just let them know we sent you anyways just for fun. Hey, throw them a discount, Andrew. There we Come go. Come on. <laughs> for the pals. But Georgie. LFG, baby. Let's go. For sure this time, Jordan. There we go. Owen, buddy, welcome to the Pals Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Quite the spot you got here, man. I appreciate it. We, uh, we've we got this nice little spot, our nice little wall of fame, which we got to get you to sign after. So we got to make sure we don't forget that. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Yeah. Love that. Love that. By the way, if you want to like, if you want to sit forward, you want to lean back, you can do whatever you want. Whatever's comfortable. No, I'm pretty comfy, man. There's quite the chair. There's many positions. I'm sure I'll change positions throughout the show, but cool. we'll see. And then when you move around, just make sure you pull it. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. There I, know I know you've yeah. used this before. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I was reading uh, one of the press releases your PR sent over. You were performing since the age of 14. Yeah, man. I was, it was like grade, when I was in grade seven, and I lived in Toronto here sort of thing. So I had, all I really wanted to do was play music sort of thing. I always played guitar. I'd play the, I never sang or anything, so I'd, I didn't really know what, I couldn't do shows with that. So I started singing. I did like this talent show at school and the people were like, oh, you're not that bad, man. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, right. And I loved, that was the best feeling in the world when the boys are like, dude, that was fire. Like, man, you know what I mean? Isn't that a Just good gas feeling, you, gassing you up, eh? Exactly. Like they're, dude. And so all of a sudden, me and my, my mom was like my biggest fan. She still is. And we Give would, her a shout out. Give Lisa her. Barney. Big shout, shout out. out Lisa. So, shout out the moms out the there. All the moms out there. Every yeah. episode. Dude, well, my mom, man, she was a killer, dude. Uh, she was the one who dragged me out to all my shows, helped me find them. We'd email bars and restaurants all over Toronto, and I started kind of getting Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights as much as I could, played shows. My grandfather's had this cottage up in Muskoka for 50 years now, and so we'd go spend our summers there sort of thing, and I'd gig all throughout there in the summer, and and so it's better than getting a, sitting at the gas station pumping gas all day, man. That's awesome. Man, I love that. that yeah. Uh, the thing I wanted to ask that, like, that I was that most I was most curious about is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've ever heard of like a country star coming up from the big city of Toronto. Like that's you hear like I know there's a lot of Canadians, but like you know we had um, Jade Eagleson on. We talked about it just before. Like he's out in Calgary, but he's up from like the Peterborough area. Oh yeah, I mean, man. Were you born and raised in the city? 
They're hard to come by, man. The country <laughs> yeah, boys from Toronto. You're, like a, dude, you're, yeah. a, you're a rare, like, g- uh, diamond in the rough, I guess would be the you know, saying. You know what I'll say, though? My mom, like, my mom's born in Alberta. She grew okay. up in Edmonton, and we would go spend pretty much half our year there. We go stay, started staying with our grandparents, sort of thing, go and hang out there, meet. I was introduced to my family there, but I think that's where kind of the country music comes from because my mom, like, when we, back in the day when she'd, you know, take us to school and stuff, we'd be listening to Tim McGraw, Toby Keith, that sort of thing. So that was, like, my first introduction to sort of that kind of country music and then when i started going and getting to know my grandfather my grandfather played guitar and we'd go and sit up in his every time like i'd we'd get to his house and i'd run up his stairs because he had this beautiful little guitar in his room and i'd run up to his room as fast as i couldn't sit there and he'd you know say hi to everyone and 15 minutes 20 minutes later of me sitting there by myself he'd finally show up and he'd sing me some johnny cash or something like that so that's when i got a real taste for the country music johnny cash shop what's it burn hurt that's it that's one of like that song you listen to, you're like, man, I feel the pain in that. Yeah, it's song. a classic song, dude. Yeah, crazy. When did uh, when did you get your first instrument? First guitar, I guess. I got, uh, I think, things for like my seventh birthday or something. I got this little Yamaha guitar. You know, they sold them at Mastermind. So, and there was like this Mastermind right down the road from from my house. My folks went and got me one of those. But my dad, I actually like, I started playing guitar because my dad he had this old. It was an old Vantage. It's a beautiful guitar. It sounds. It's like. This is Japanese guitar from the 60s, and they, they made them really well back then. And I still have it to this day. It's an awesome guitar. But when I found it, I was like, Dad, like, what is this? Like, it was the coolest thing I ever saw. I was like, my dad's a freaking rock star. Like, you know, <laughs> now I got it. Now I got to do this. And, uh, you know, he played me. Wasn't as much of the rock star I thought he was. You know, he, he, dude, he knew like three chords, and they were Helpless by Neil Young. That was the one song he learned. He taught me every note of it, dude. So I can rip Helpless by Neil Young. I can tell you that much. But that's that was like... That was the first getting into guitar for me. It was my dad's guitar, and I played that for maybe a few months or so until they finally they were like, "Okay, hey, this kid's definitely ripping the guitar, so we got to get him one." You know? <laughs> that was the best line. I you just slipped that in, like, "Yeah, it turns out my dad wasn't the rock star." Cue that up, Jay. Shout out to all the dads out there too. Cue that timing. Oh, That's that so funny, man. You said that so nonchalantly. They threw, threw a little shade at your your old man. He knows That's cool. That's cool though. Like it, it's it's interesting how how things like this come about, right? Like. Just because your dad had a guitar, yeah. knew a little bit. And he and didn't like, even play. Like, I just found it. I was, what, what are the odds? I found this thing in the basement. Man. It was this little tiny room in our house. He, like, this little, it was the fort. It was my fort back in the day. And there was yeah. a guitar in my fort. It was awesome, <laughs> dude. You have no idea. I know exactly what you're dude. talking about, though. Like, <laughs> that's, that's interesting, though, because, like, you know, like, that's just pure, like, I mean, maybe chance. You can call it fate, whatever. But, like, just because it was a guitar, you picked it up. I mean, do you okay. think you were, like, I don't want to say like destined to play music, but do you think that just like it was like it was supposed to be there and it fit, or just something that that just coincidentally One hundred percent, man. Like all like my dad never played. Like he never even took it out of the thing. I just happened to find it. I was also that well, every every my my folks always loved live music stuff. Especially my mom, she go every restaurant bar, whatever we go to, she's trying to find someone playing music, right? So when we were kids, we everywhere we went, it was live music. So I and I would sit there, man, like caged animal up against the stage, just like. <laughs> Watching these guys rip the guitar, man, and I, and there's pictures. I mean, like there's pictures of me sitting, you know, my grandpa's here, and I'm right here, just like staring at his guitar, not even him, just staring at his guitar. And there's me from like the before I could even talk, I did that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think I I think I was just drawn to it. You know, I love this. That's really cool, man. Like I love this. That's on on that note as well. Like that's one interesting thing, at least that I think that. I don't think Toronto, like, I wouldn't say it la- lacks because it has some, like, live sh- venues. It has bars people play. But I find that, like, I've been fortunate to be- go to a couple, like, you know, different cities around the world that I guess have, like, a music culture, I guess. And you find that there's so many more bars a- that have, like, that's just, like, li- open mic nights. And oh, yeah. bars that are, like, catered to it. 
Um, and I really wish Toronto had more of that and a wider variety. I mean, Nashville's like an easy one to say in places like, you know, Texas and all that. But there's even places around the world that I've been like, I was in Vietnam once. And there's like a, on every corner, there's a different theme bar. And every night someone playing a different style of music. That's one thing I wish Toronto had more of. Dude, I don't know what you mean, man. I, even, I remember I was, I was in this choir when I was through high school and we went to Scotland for this choir tour and it was Wait, you went to you went to Scotland for a choir tour in high school oh buddy I was singing was preaching in those churches all day long <laughs> I'm telling you man I, I went Wait. to Italy too man it was awesome singing in these beautiful chapels the most beautiful places you've ever seen in your life and I was out there just singing man it was the life. Was this before? Was this before you're like the talent show where you're playing guitar? This is sorry after. Because it was after, yeah. Because you weren't singing yet when yeah, you had the, the talent boys show. Boys gassed you exactly. up. The talent they gassed you up. <laughs> Drove me right into the choir, man. <laughs> they gassed me up into the choir. I love yeah. it. But we went around the. It's funny though, like you, you know, you talk about different places in the music culture and all these different places. Going to Scotland, man. Even place like that, the every corner it's like a new pub and like you, there's someone playing a guitar, there's someone playing something else. It's there's something going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's 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 definitely something that's hard to come by around here. Yeah. And you know you find the odd places, but they're so so far apart. You're gonna jump on the subway to go from one spot that's got a yeah. guy singing to go to the other sort of thing. Like imagine a, a street like college in the city if they had just like all their windows open, the bays open, just live music from each venue, you're just walking by different. They could do it too. Like they yeah. could rocket science boys. They could. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that we, it's interesting. Like that that Toronto kind of lacks. I love the city. I mean, I think we all can say it's an amazing love city it. to live in. But it just feels like you know, like it's because it's such a booming city. It's all about like the it's getting a little commercialized, which you know is good and bad. Yeah, but yeah. you you don't have those like old like eclectic you know hole in the wall dive bars. Excuse me, that are just geared towards like you know cheap beers and and someone playing guitar all night. And like to your point about earlier, but you know you'd go see these live shows and just watch people be mesmerized. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest uh, like rock fan or co even country that kind of music. But when I see it live, it's my favorite thing in the world. And like when I, if I'm at a bar or somewhere just sitting, having a drink, watching somebody play, it's, I think one of the best feelings is you're just kind of like in the moment, just mesmerized and like nothing else really like matters when you're there. It's really, it's a really cool feeling. That's a, that's a thing about, uh, music. When you say that, you know, you, you know, you might not be into that music, but when you go and see when it, when they, when it comes down to like an acoustic guitar and a, and a someone singing sort of thing, it's that, that like cough, that nostalgic coffee house vibe you know what yep. i mean that one guy at the end of the room and you know 10 12 people sitting there just dead silent watching this guy that's live music it doesn't get better than that when it comes down to just the guitar and a few words man. yeah it's the best i love it like, just a guy on a stool with a guitar yeah right? it's one of the reasons why i actually like i'm sorry this was just should have prefaced that that was like i was before now i am a pretty big like rock and country <laughs> fan i actually got really big into it but as a result of being like seeing people perform like this and i yeah. was never really appreciated the craft as much you know um and then you see these people and you're like, wow, that's really cool. Like it's such an art form and all that stuff. And yeah, I guess my point is I really wish Toronto had more bars like that where, you know, you can just like walk, hop, hop around a street and just pop in and see different just styles and genres and these guys playing it. It would help, it would help get, you know, maybe more guys from Toronto coming up in, in country music. Cause like I said, like. I mean, It'd be awesome. Even tons of stuff like you go to, you know, I mean, it's Nashville, so obviously it's going to be there, but you go there and all the, all the writers rounds they do and stuff, just, you know, five, six songwriters in a room, they're. Sit, sitting in the bar for the night and each one goes around plays a song whatever like i've never been to one of those here in my life i've never seen that before yeah. and I, I mean i know they happen i had friends who've done like the og one whatever but it's not a thing that happens it's something it's it's something that's planned 
a, a month prior and then everyone's looking forward to it and then it never happened again after that you know what i mean happened yeah. once in a while less organic and just yeah. less like part of the culture just exactly. happens still yeah it's one that's lacking where's uh you said you obviously played a bunch of venues in the city which one's your favorite what's your favorite venue you've played in the city there was this uh this place right near my house Ave- avenue road and lawrence kind of area it's called drums and flats it's like this little sit there and jay's from that area yeah. oh yeah. why do i know drums and flats chicken wing place dude yeah, yeah classic figured, spot i figured right. that rick i know that yeah <laughs> did you ever just said sorry could you guys he's like how do i know i them? know the name drums and flats like I've, I've seen it somewhere and i rick's like yeah a chicken wing place i'm like yeah no shit yeah, like, I said, what else would i have guessed chicken. the chicken yeah but no but i, I know I, I, I don't know if I've been i grew there up at black creek anyways oh okay so yeah, like yeah. pretty close to you yeah yeah yeah. I remember we'd always go up Lawrence for the Sporting Life 10K run. Oh, up yeah. Lawrence, and then my dad, my dad or would, mom, whoever it was, would drop us off like just in. Mm-hmm. And then we'd walk to Eglinton to start it. Yeah. Did you guys like, grow Do you guys grow up around here in Toronto and stuff? I grew up, yeah, in the city. Yeah, born and raised. Where'd you and go to school? I went to St. Mike's. Oh, good guy. I'm one of those guys, yeah. RCC. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kilts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The vibe. Wait, what's RCC? <laughs> RGC, Royal St. George, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's Royal St. George? It's like uh, the Annex, man. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I grew up in Mississauga. Oh, like, right. now I'm like a, a Toronto guy, more or less, but yeah, I grew up my whole yeah, life yeah. in Mississauga. Georgie's a, a Toronto boy now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, Ricky and I became friends at Western. Yeah. We met, and like, all my friends, uh, I didn't go to St. Mike's, so I went to Loyola and Mississauga, <clears> and pretty much now everyone, all my friends now pretty more or less went to St. Mike's, a few exceptions, but yeah, pre- I consider myself a, a Toronto guy. He's the St. Mike's boy. Yeah, nah. <laughs> he's been baptized. Nah, there. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm, I paid my own path. <laughs> I ain't a final follower. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you you were saying this little bar, Lawrence and Avenue. Yep, Drums and Flats. That was that was always my favorite place because it was it was the most frequent place and it was the place that like everybody, all my family stuff lived really close there. So every time I played there, everybody came, sort of thing. So it was, we'd all hang out and have wings, and I just sing songs, whatever. And I was when I played there, I was mostly like you know 15, 16 sort of thing. So I was putting on when he problem problem with. Playing country music here in Toronto too is everybody you know who's a musician doesn't play country music, right? So none of my friends growing up like in school, nobody I knew played country music. So every show I played, I was just by myself sort of thing. So I'd sit there just, you know, my acoustic guitar on the stool and sing all night long in that place, get free chicken wings. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the best. Yeah, but doing it for That's, the love of the music, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I loved every second of it too, man. That's got to feel like the biggest, like the dream, man. When you're like 15 years old, I mean, you're not old enough to like get free drinks. So like getting free food has got to be like the coolest thing. Dude, like, wow, I, I can know. play music and eat for free? That's oh, awesome. That's, that's George's that's dream my still. Dream. <laughs> that's my dream still. Yeah. 30 years old, he just wants free food. <laughs> no, it was nice, man. And I still, even, even to this day, man, going down and there's obviously being on the stage with your band, there's nothing better than that. But every, every time I play a show, it's just an acoustic show. It's the best feed. Yeah. It's gotta I be cool. Just you and the guitar and like, that's oh, it, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, especially when you're going and you put, I, I write a lot of songs and I write them very frequently. So my band doesn't always know like what songs I'm writing and stuff. So it's fun to just sit there and play every song I've written, every song I know sort of thing. People seem to dig it. How did you come together with your band? Is it people that you knew? Did like, the label help you put them together? How did, how did I met work? them? I met them through the label. So once I kind of started playing bigger shows and having to put a band together, I met them just through being in this industry sort of thing. And we've been playing together ever since sort of thing. They're great guys. Nice. Very cool. And, and like all the stuff you record, everything, like on all your songs, they're the ones in the studio with you and all that stuff? Or does it, does it They've vary been, a little bit? It kind of varies. It depends on where I am sort of thing. Like if I'm down in Nashville, I'll get those guys to kind of play on it. But okay. It depends on what we're doing. Depends on if everyone's there in the studio with me or not. When did you uh, when did you decide that you wanted to do music full time? Like when was it that day? When you were seven years old, got your first guitar. Was it the the talent show? After a couple pounds of free wings, it just like I never. There was never a day where I was like, oh, I 
I'm, I need to, like, this is what I want to do. There was just like, there was a never, there was never a day where I was like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? So I just, it, it, it just happened. I just kept working, kept playing shows whenever I could. I didn't even think of it like, oh, this is, I'm doing this. So I'll get here. I'm just doing this because I love it. And I, I, if I, if I can keep doing it, then that's what I'll do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the best way to look at it. You have to do things for like, you got to do it for the passion at the end of the day. And I'm not telling something you don't already know. And most people say like the cliche, like if you do what you love, you're not working a day in your life. But if you're actually just doing it for the right reasons, not worrying about the end goal and you're doing it for like the process and the journey and it's not a means to an end. It's typically like you're doing it for the right reason and kind of things start to work out. And, yeah, man. And you just, just keep plugging the right away. Path. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If you're doing something because you want to be rich and famous, highly good chance you're not, it's not going to succeed. Right. You know what, man? I bet. These days, man, in this world we live in today, there's a hell of a lot of them doing that, though, I bet. I guess you're right. Think about TikTok, yeah. 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 yeah I think TikTok, like, I know there's <laughs> some people that, you know, I, I hate to say this, I'm not putting any stereotypes in, but there's, you know, women that have very big assets that know that they can dance <laughs> on TikTok no, and they can man, become like, famous a, within months. What a politically correct answer. Yeah, I, I, that, I'm, like, I'm actually thinking about that. I was like, how do I say this without sounding no, to like do, a douchebag? So, but no, I know what you mean. Like it, it is true. So like I take I take back what I said. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. majority of the time, uh, you need to be doing it for the right reasons and because it's something that you love to do and you're passionate about it. No, right. You if mean. you're not passionate about it, you're not going to succeed. Even these, you know, women that that dance on TikTok. If you're not passionate about it, you're even with all the voluptuous assets that you can have, you might not become rich and famous from it. No, right. Sir. Look, think about the original TikTokers. They were doing it just because they love to dance. You yeah. Know, these, yeah. Uh, Oh crap! Uh, Addison Ray and um, the, the twins, the twins, yeah. Are they twins? Whatever, the sisters? sisters, the sisters. So they did it just at the beginning because they loved to dance, and they were making these stupid little dances, and now they're you know multi-millionaires. Yeah, yeah. We assume that's why making it to the show. I think man. they were doing it originally because that was before TikTok was. Made. They're the OGs, right? Yeah, they're the OGs. They're the OGs of TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that you're doing it just because that's what you love to do. Oh man, it's music, well, man. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, I would agree with. Um, maybe not ever, but I would one agree. It's yeah, it's yeah. one of that's one of them. I got a I got a story, and Rick, I don't think you've heard this one before. It's interesting because every guest we've had on, like I've known Ricky for over a decade now, and like we pretty, I would say, know more or less almost everything about each other. But every time a guest comes on, they say a story, and it reminds me of something that I probably have never said before. So I once I was in a band in middle school. Nice. Um, I played the drums. I started with a clarinet. And a boy. Hated it. Yeah, yeah. My dad, I had to take music from grade middle school six to eight. My dad said, play the clarinet. It's Greek, and I'm Greek. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Dorkiest, <laughs> it, dorkiest instrument, carrying a little briefcase. But your around. dad was so proud of you. Couldn't you have the saxophone? Like, those, yeah. yeah, like I would have rather played a cool woodwind like the saxophone. So I would have played the oboe, like clarinet. <laughs> Anyways, I played it for a year in grade six. Then I was like, this is boring. I want to be cool. So that yeah. drummers are cool. Couldn't play the guitar, so I got... Anyways, played the drums. And then in grade seven, I formed a band with like three kids who rode the bus to school with me, or four kids. I was the drummer. We had a singer, a guitarist, and a bassist. And we practiced in my like garage or my basement, and we ended up playing at the school talent show. And what song did we play? I want to say maybe Smoke on the Water, which is super easy to play. It's legendary, though. Yeah. So first time I ever performed anything in front of people, so... I get on stage and I don't know if you know this, the drummer keeps tempo, like keeps the, the tempo of I the whole thing. I actually know that. Okay, I'm just, I'm just yeah, pointing yeah, out in case anyone didn't know. And I start playing and in my head, I'm crushing it. I'm like fucking killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, everyone kept like, the, the band kept looking back at me. I was like, oh sick, I must be killing it. They're like, they're yeah, checking yeah. me out. <laughs> checking at the me. end, they're like, we got off stage like, George, do you understand? You were playing like double time what we were singing. There was, you finished the song before it actually added. 
before it ended and I didn't even realize but I guess I was so nervous that I was just like tunnel vision and just playing in my own world and like my teacher after my music teacher comes up to me he's like hey George you gotta be calm up there like you gotta keep the time and I never played in the band again after that bro in your, in your head <laughs> you looked like up. You look like yeah. Char, uh, Travis Barker when he does the upside down. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you look like in your head. I was like, I did like a little flick of my drumstick at the end, like this low, and it's like I threw it in the air. I thought I was so cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's where my career ended. So anyways, what, a little fun fact. Was, so your first talent show that you did when the boys gassed you up, what was that like? Just oh. You just ripped the guitar? I sang uh, Helpless by Neil Young. And I snow I put Oh yeah, I uh, no, I was put singing. You can, I said, I don't know. You can t you can yeah. say pull it closer, like pointing at it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, what? <laughs> no, I picked up on it. I picked up on it. We uh, so I played "Helpless" by Neil Young, and it was like the first. I was also at a new school. I think that was my first year, so I didn't really know everyone as well. Too Is that elementary school? Uh, I was when I went into grade seven, okay. so pretty much, I guess, middle school, as they say. <laughs> as they say, and um, pretty much when I do the same thing, dude. And look what our different our curse <laughs> turned out. <laughs> you got hit records, and I'm I'm here just hanging out, talking, hanging, telling just stories, hanging just out, telling bro. stories. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Continue your story though. No, we, it, it, it was one of those feelings, man, where it was like, oh, man, like all the pressure's off. You know what I mean? Because when, when anything you do and you do it in front of your friends, it's the most nerve wracking situation to be in. And when they all love it, when they're all, you know, standing up, like yelling your name and all, everyone's just beyond hyped and you're the guy, you're the guy who's standing there on stage and this, you did it to them. It's something else, man. Yeah. I, I agree. Do you think it's harder to play in front of people you know or people you don't know? Oh, people I know for sure. Really? Man. Oh, yeah. I could, I could be like, a major stress case sitting there playing for like just my grandma and my grandpa and then if i was uh, like playing for like ten thousand random people i'd be beaming man i'd be humming on really? that stage dude yeah oh i yeah. would think it'd be the opposite well it's got i'm never gonna see these guys again i mean and, and like they're not gonna they're not gonna tell me they're not gonna come up to me and be like you sucked man like you know what <laughs> your I your mean? grandma's gonna tell you that exactly they're gonna be like well owen i mean you know you could have practiced a little more maybe but, you know? <laughs> but that's so true you're funny so yeah. george used to vlog back in the day and he was, he was actually pretty good. Yeah, at it. career drummer career ended. Became a vlogger for a little <laughs> bit. No, but we would always say it's like we. One time I visited him out on a trip in uh, in Europe, and we were I was in some of his vlogs with him. And for me, I didn't care at all. Like, yeah, let's do something stupid. We rode this uh, tandem bike around uh, <laughs> Budapest. Around Budapest. I'm like, we're two. That's actually my best. That was probably one of the best intros I ever did yeah. to the vlog. That was a good. We're one. 25 years old ish. You know, riding a tandem bike, and yeah. you know, we look like we were losers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if someone saw us, but literally, I didn't care because I'm like, I will never see any of these people ever again. Yeah. Even if I do, I won't even remember that I saw these people in Budapest. <laughs> like, what are the chances? Unless it's the most beautiful person I've ever seen, man or woman, good chance I won't remember. <laughs> yeah, I won't remember their faces ever again. No, so that's why I was like, for me, I didn't care. But to your point, I guess in front of your friends, you might be like, yeah, they might think I'm an idiot. Yeah. But mind you, today I'm going to go stand on the street in front of all my friends and debate random strangers. So. We'll see what happens. It right? is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what, uh, but it, it depends it. on what you're doing in front of your. It's like it always depends. If it's something like, it's something you're really passionate about too, and it's like it's the one thing for me. Like music, that's the one thing where I'm like, this is my, this is what I'm good at. That you know what I mean? You. Like I'm not. I wasn't the guy who was like getting, you know, ninety fives on his chemistry tests. You know what I mean? Like, but when I would roll in with like, you know, fifty eight, rocking it, like I would wear that proud. I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't like embarrassed about it or anything. But if I'd screwed up playing on stage i'd be beyond embarrassed about it just because it's my thing i'm like i can't screw that up because everyone knows me as the guy who's good at it yeah yeah have you ever have you ever had a moment where you like ate, oh, ate shit on stage <laughs> plenty of oh, times dude. man <laughs> you know how many times dude I've, 
Because like I do, I get really, I daydream a lot, and I go, I get lost in my thoughts, and so I'll be sitting. Ah, amen. But it's yeah. this guy. Well, bro, I'll be sitting there like singing a song, and I'll be halfway through the song, and I realize that for the whole time I've been watching this, I've been watching like the hockey game that's on the TV at the bar or whatever, and then I'm just sitting there, and I have no idea where I am, and I have no idea what words come next. <laughs> or whatever. So I'll just sit there and that is you. Yeah, yeah. Strum away for like you know a couple minutes, whatever, and then start the song again or something. <laughs> If you're in like a good bar, nobody really notices. But when you're like when you're mid show, mid on the stage, which has happened to me too many okay. times. But no, no, to self, don't time. have the hockey game on in the background yeah. ever again. Dude, eh? I know. I have to focus. I have to focus, or I'll get lost. Man. What's your team? Are you a Leaf fan? Um, if anything, I would be an Oilers fan. But really? it is what just because my mom's from Alberta. Like when we grew up, all we wanted to do was go and watch them and to Oilers play. I was never like I was never the big hockey guy in the family though. My brother was a big hockey guy. I played for like a little bit and then. I got into the music game and it was on. It. It was is, on. is your brother into music? Sorry, he did get into music game or he's not? No, he's not. He oh. did play drums for a little bit actually. We used to little drummer boy. Hey. And he, <laughs> he uh, we used to man. We used to sit. He he would have his little drum lessons and we. I'd go down and hang with his uh, drum teacher and we play like CCR songs and stuff. You know, a little bit of Green River, a little bit of this and that. You know. Actually, funny story, George. I'm not sure if I ever told you this either. I took piano lessons. Did you know that? Probably told me you sucked and you cried or something. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, man, I'm missing the so, wrong story. I, I, think, was, I don't mean to say because I think you suck. Yeah. But I, think, I thought you told me a story. About I have you cried zero or musical something. talent, like absolutely zero. But I've got passion and I've got heart. <laughs> passion, got heart I've got passion. passion and I've got heart. Passion doesn't get you anywhere if you have no talent. So listen. So like, I'm the type of guy you see singing karaoke, and it's like in my head I'm like Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, yeah, I'm Elton John and Bocelli, yeah. like moving like I'm Usher on stage, yeah, and yeah. I'm as you just, should. Man. No, I'm terrible. But anyways. A fun fact: I've sang karaoke in about eight different countries, which is pretty awesome. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I've done yeah, it all. I, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I said that before, I think, on this podcast. So, anyways, <laughs> I've been to Hapai, all these countries with you. Yeah. Where did you sing all these countries? I've sang in Thailand. Okay, I was I've sang there. in uh, Japan. Japan was there. I've sang in <laughs> Italy. Wasn't I've there. sang in um, Canada, the States. I've sang in where's where's the other ones? Okay, I'm missing three more. London, Holland. No, never did London. It's got to be something. I'll, I'll get back to you on those. Okay. I'll, okay. Kind of later. Cool, cool. Uh, and I have the same song every time. Train, uh, Drops of Jupiter. Nice. nice. My go-to. It's an easy one. At least you know what you want. And dude. it gets the crowd going, too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the story about the piano. So I took the piano lessons for about a year. And at the end, I wasn't very good, but we had the competition. And I wanted to play the song, I Believe I Could Fly, by R. Kelly. And it was sick. And yeah. I didn't know how to play it. But the teacher said, look, it's not that hard. You got to just, I'll teach you the finger motions. You don't even need to read it. I was like, <laughs> perfect. So I'm basically almost there. I've got the day before the test. Couldn't memorize it because, again, I, didn't, I couldn't read it. I was just yeah. memorizing the finger motions. So the day before, she's like, look, Rick, either you stay up all night, you figure out how to do this. But I couldn't <laughs> practice at home because I got this little keyboard. I didn't want to keep the family yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up learning how to play the, you know, uh, it's one of those like. Chopsticks? No, it's one of those like old school uh, symphony songs. You know, like, remember the Drink Milk commercial? Drink milk, yeah, love yeah, yeah. like fresh. Dun, 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 <laughs> oh, one of those. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the joy. There it is. So I ended up, song, I ended up playing that at my competition, which is like, and if I played the I Believe I Could Fly, I would have killed it. I would have won. Instead, I came in like, I think second last. That's Damn. tough, man. But anyways, <laughs> I still know how to play that. Dun, 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 you do? I, still, I could still play that right now. Okay. Oh, try one day. <laughs> Give me a piano. I'll play a test. That's it. <laughs> Do you uh, are you someone who can play like any other instruments? Have you tried any other instruments, or you just guitar? Always have been. Always will be. No, I love. I I took piano lessons for a little bit too. I I wasn't really big into. I loved guitar lessons because I wait. What what school music school did you go to? 
No, I didn't go to one. Oh, where'd you do the lessons at home? <laughs> no, <or>? I didn't. You <laughs> said you did lessons, that, right? Like, no. I <laughs> uh, yeah, my my guitar teacher, Nick. His name was Nick, dude. The biggest legend you'll ever meet in your life. Like <laughs> he was just ripping. No, dude, like some intense stuff. This man, he was like when we started lessons, I was seven. He was like sixty five. So he's and he was like he played gigs all back in the day and stuff. Whatever. I still really close with the man. I was on the phone with him before I was coming. He was telling me his wife's making me a scarf. She makes these beautiful scarves and I'm getting one anyways. I didn't need to talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, give him a shout out. Awesome. It's, a, it's yeah. a nice plug. Give him a shout out. The scarf, is, they have a company or something? No, but I was telling her she's got to, she's got to make at least like an Instagram channel or something. What's man. her name? Like, her name is Lisa Palakar and his name's Nick Palakar and she makes beautiful scarves, like the most beautiful scarves. There you go. Shout out to Nick and Lisa. Not just scarves, blankets too, everything. <laughs> everything. Okay, there you go. That's a free, nice free plug <laughs> yeah. for them. There you go. Oh. You're a good salesman. We uh, good storyteller. Good, story, good storyteller. That's a, that's the right word. I don't even know. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, lessons, lessons, guitar, guitar lessons. lessons. Oh, guitar Nick lessons. ripping. Yeah. Nick, me and oh man, Nick. We I do lessons twice a week for you know 45 minutes, but he'd usually stay for like an hour and a half. We'd shoot the shit, hang out, whatever. <laughs> and you were seven? Oh yeah, yeah. We he was my he was like my best friend, man. He'd always he always used to like every he did this thing every lesson where he'd give me like a really hard word and I'd have to go throughout the week and figure out what it meant and I come back and tell him that was like little things like that you, that's that's how you know you have a good teacher when little things like when you when you look forward to go see piano lessons I hated that stuff like I was going and back straight this and that you know doing taking yeah. deep breaths and all that stuff I, you know but I still remember I remember one song I remember falling slowly it was from this play called Once or this musical called Once and that's the only song I know but I can I can play like chords and stuff I don't know how to play any songs on the piano but like I can only play songs like I write. You know what I mean? Because I just yeah feel it out. <laughs> Go with the feel. That's yeah. The piano, I thought, I always thought was so cool when you see random strangers doing like doubles. Two oh people God, on the piano. Know, man. And a good friend of mine from high school, Jesse Clark, I think he lives out in um, uh, Denmark now. Well, he lives out, out in Europe. Or you yeah. say like out in Oshawa or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he lives in Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives in Denmark. He's either a lawyer or an accountant. Can't remember which one. Interesting. And uh, so he actually still plays the piano, but at camp every year. So I went to camp at St. Mike's and he would always do the that that main song that you play with two people. Like, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun, the chopsticks? Dun, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that is chopsticks. That's chopsticks. Look up chopsticks. Yeah, we got it. Chopsticks. So he always and he taught me actually how to play the the easy crappy part. It's a little on the light. It's high pitch. It's chopsticks. I think. I think it is, man. Yeah, no way, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's the word I know. That's the good one. But you see those pianos in like the middle of Times Square, random subway stations. I guess those are probably going to be a thing of the past now because of COVID. But Times Square and subway stations. We're talking about. You know they have like random pianos in the middle of like weird places is that a thing yeah like airports have them you just see random people going and playing on them where i, I hear never you're not supposed to play on those and they're always behind like the red things and oh stuff. i don't know you see the videos on youtube all the time like strangers <laughs> stranger really? ends up playing amazing song on piano blah blah yeah, blah I do know what you speak of yeah there you know actually you know where there yeah. was one when i was in south Cor i was in south korea uh, before I was crazy. in Japan and there's this like this like outdoor cultural center it's a really cool futuristic looking thing built on like this historic like uh olympic grounds or something it's this big silver dome. I don't know, weird structure, but they had a piano out there. Just a, like a colorful, like someone graffitied the piano and it's just sitting there. People walk by and play it. You so saw this? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a picture of it. I can, you going to tickle the ivory a little bit? Please? No, I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't go. I, I, could, I would just like, yeah, no. Chalk yeah, they're, yeah. And train <laughs> stations and airports. Train stations? Yeah, two strangers playing piano. 
Improvisation at train station in Paris. That's the good one. It's got to be staged. <laughs> like they, the probably just, they probably just wheel the piano out, left it there, and like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, what's this piano doing here? <laughs> and then the people just show up and start playing. That's we're, a we're gimmick gonna see, for we're sure. We're going to see on Owen's uh, Instagram or TikToks, and he just like, he walks up and sees a random guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that doing here? <laughs> yeah, Let me play. Like, and his buddies guitar. come out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> Gassing you up. That's such a great line to start the podcast. That's why I knew it was going to be a good one today. That's fun. Um, okay, let's go, let's go back to, to your music. So when did, I guess, what was your first main first song that you released on your own first song i released was a song called letting go and that was 28 it was like october of 2018 it was on my sister's birthday october 12th man good day for me and uh, you know, <laughs> mediocre for yeah. her and she's getting older uh, whatever yeah, exactly happy exactly. birthday here's a song i wrote for myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well they're blowing out the birthday kind of song guys listen to my song <laughs> make the day all about happy me, birthday yeah. now we're not singing that this year yes. <laughs> but i released i released that and it did I think it did like two million streams that in the first little while, and it was like, man, because you, you you go and you put out a song, and I'm Owen Barney from Toronto. Like, who who's that? You know what I mean? I thought, you know, mom and dad, they're gonna stream the hell out of it, and brother and sister are gonna do the same. You know what I mean? Put it on repeat when I go to bed, whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I didn't even have to do that, and like, it. I thought, you know, I'd get max like a thousand streams, whatever, and all of a sudden there, there were. Cl- raining in man and it was oh, it's the best feeling in the world it makes you want to do it more it makes you makes you not be able to wait for the next release and then i you know waited a few months released another tune and pretty much since then i've been doing like every f- five six months or so release like an ep or single sort of thing and my goal right now i had that song thank her for that last summer and it did well at radio and i just the hope for me now is just keep getting songs on radio keep building that fan base hope for when this whole load of nonsense COVID 19 is all gone then i'll be getting the boots up on stage and do my thing, you know? Well, we'll be there watching you on stage. I got a cowboy hat that's got some dust on it. I got to get it on. I'll be looking for it, man. Oh, you'll see me. (laughs) Yeah, but then then you're going to screw up the words because you're going to be like, I wonder how he's doing. Is he still doing all right? Oh, shit. Play those chords again. Okay, there we go. Rip a little solo if I have to. (laughs) Then we'll know it's for us. Yeah, exactly. You'll know it's Rick because you'll just be the guy wearing a Canadian tuxedo with a cowboy hat and not knowing how to dance and just like smiling around at everybody. Yeah. He's just there for a good time. He'll go to, he'll go to any concert. So, yeah, Georgie knows I'm a big concert guy, massive concert guy. Ma- the biggest concert guy, Honestly, if you will. probably one of the biggest concert guys. I just, <laughs> I, I love going out. They, I think they, they, they're going to make an award. Yeah. Guinness World Record, biggest concert guy. Yeah, I just, I enjoy live music. I enjoy, I think it's the best date night. I yeah. think it's the best, you know, hang out with your mom night, hang out with the yeah, boys dude. night. I just love Basically it. Basically the best every night yeah i, I enjoy gotcha. it that like leaf games and rap games those three are my my shit so we uh we go to a lot so georgie's a big uh, chris stapleton fan oh good guy <clears throat> yeah great concert too so we yeah. went uh play coachella sick yeah and then we went uh, he came here what two years ago right like you forget we saw him here with the black the black keys yeah black keys and chris stapleton yeah yeah, yeah that was big sick beer. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. For, i always forget we saw so him we went to the x first right yeah the exhibition for i guess people who don't know what the exhibition is it's a massive fair festival carnival that they have in the city of toronto to end the summer every single year so chris stapleton's playing the same day so we line up we do a little uh a little kind of day thing go to the x then we go have some drinks and then we walk over to the concert but on our walk over we're like walking by the enter care center where they sell all the stuff and i always love those things so we jump in there i buy this nice black cowboy hat looking sharp yeah, <laughs> looking sharp you go over to molson amphitheater or budweiser stage whatever it's called these days and they had these little light bulb drinks and there's like three or four ounces of alcohol in there so we're tossing I those yeah, yeah. i don't remember any of this 
I don't go to many country concerts, man. Trust me, I remember this one. Oh my god! I, so I got I this little light bulb this. drink. We're there. I I know probably one song from Chris Stapleton. One song. But Tennessee whiskey's a banger. Yeah, I'm yeah, singing yeah. like I know every song front to back. Or like parachute, not parachute. Oh, parachute. That's the one. Parachute's I know. a banger. Yeah, parachute. That one. Your parachute just gets you going. Yeah. <laughs> and we're there. We're rocking out. We're not even on the lawn. We're in like good seats too. Yeah, like we're yeah. jamming out. Yeah. That was a good time. And I got a nice cowboy hat. And I just tip it to everyone. Howdy. Yeah, you got to me. I remember, dude. The first time I went to Nashville, bro, I thought it was the shit. Uh, sorry, I. I you can uh, swear. Yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I, I was like, dude, I was like 15 years old. Yo, and you're I, a good dude, man. I'm glad. Oh, dude, this is fun, man. Yeah. Sitting, you got great energy. Your That's stories are fu- are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, That's woke, the best part about this podcast, man. I get to meet cool people like you, dude. I woke up today, like I was. In critical condition this morning, like when I was not feeling, it. and then as soon as I got, wait, here, did you man, shake I, it last night or did you? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. For those who cannot see, we got a little head. We had a little yeah, nod. We a little nod. There, to you say shook it. it last night. Well, because my I released my oh yeah my music and like I was hanging out. My brother came back. For, he lives up north and he came back and he just where's up north? Uh, Muskoka. He lives okay. up. He works for an HVAC company up there and he just got his uh, G two gas license. He passed his test this week. He thought he was gonna fail, so we were like, okay, we gotta kick it tonight, guys. So. <laughs> We gave and her what for it. everything. You just got everything yeah. culminated. Yeah, yeah. Perfect storm. One thing leads to the next. Perfect storm, exactly as yep. they say. Man. Yep. Love it. I should have shook it last night, Dad. <laughs> I mean, I had a couple of drinks last night, but by myself, just doing work. Yeah, I went to bed at midnight <laughs> last night. I went home, worked out, went to bed. Damn. Yeah. No, but it's okay. Uh, he had a couple of drinks for us. We'll take. Yeah, it. dude. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, so you were hurting this morning. Yeah, in critical condition, as they say, man. <laughs> and but but man, I come here, I walk in here. The, you guys are fun. You guys are nice. Like I don't. Man, I've I've done so many like this isn't I'm not, I'm not sitting in an interview right now. You know what I mean? No, like this isn't a, you know what I mean? I've had so many interviews where it's like you're this sit person sitting there with their list of questions and they're just reading them off and it's all you can do. You're trying to yank some conversation out of them and I'm trying to like give them the the best answer I can. It's all I can. You just sit there and you don't even want to be there. Yeah. You know so mean? that's one of the the fe- best feedback we've got and like kind of a, we've heard this before, similar situations before where people say they love coming on our podcast because it's not an interview. No. And we've had uh, in the past, we've had PR people and managers reach out. Okay, can we get the questions ahead of time? And we don't even send questions. We said, look, we'll obviously ask about your music, yeah. your career, but the idea behind this is this: it's a fun conversation. Picture you're driving up to Muskoka with the boys, the pals, dude, and the you pals. just can't, yeah, <laughs> you just you're like our listeners are listening. They just can't talk. Yep, you're in the car with the boys, and that, that's it, right? And you know, man, that that's the way to do it, dude. And people, I feel like people really resonate with that. Nobody, like I mean, for me, like I don't want to go and watch somebody just read off some questions there's a lot of uh well you know this and that i want to hear some laughter yeah. i want to hear a joke or two on yeah and when you the listeners are going to get a lot of those on this <laughs> one there's some good ones on this but one even when you do these um when you do interviews it's a lot of the same question and answer over and over right like we've had guests who have been interviewed we had donovan bailey for example you know one of the greatest canadian olympians of all time mm-hmm. He's been asked the same questions probably hundreds and hundreds oh, of well, times. 20, 20 years more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably so, been literally asked, what's it like to win a, a gold yeah. medal? For, like, um, you only ask, <laughs> Yeah, I know. And it probably feels good. Yeah, like, I, I would imagine. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> we're going to yeah. ask some of the generic questions because <clears throat> that's how we end up getting going and that's how yeah. the stories come. But, you know, Penny Alexiak, I've told the story a million times and I love it. You know, we found out that an Olympic gold medalist in swimming, one of the greatest Canadian female swimmers of all time, is scared of swimming in open water with because she's scared of sharks, even in lakes. She's just scared of open water. Yeah, you are. This is what you do for it's a like living. Fastest, you're yeah. fastest female swimmer in the world. And yeah, she's scared and of you're sharks. scared of you're scared of open water. We're all screwed. And <laughs> like literally, that's and we found that out just through conversation. 
That's funny though, man. You know, it's not something you would. Ha- that's not something you would have find from just a generic interview. Yeah, yeah. After she gets off the podium, right? Like, no, you get going telling stories, and it turns into quite the conversation, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Spe- Goodbye. Speaking of which, what's something that people wouldn't know about you? What they can't Google, they can't look at your social media and find out. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking of all these things that I should, you know what I mean? He's like, hey, there's nothing you can't say. What, don't is, say my, what is my PR going to let me say yeah. here? Like, give it to us. <laughs> I'm a good, I, I used to be pretty good at golf, man. Used to be decent at it. You know, I like it. I'm not a good athlete. Um, I was good at golf. That's probably about it. Um, man, I feel like there's not too much nobody don't know about me. Pretty open book. Yeah, pretty open book. I'm not a secret keeper. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I um, feel that. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I think I'm alright at that. Do you still play golf? Yeah, whenever I get the chance, dude. I I haven't like last summer, man. I, I man, I used to golf like at least three times a week. It's just some something fun to do. Yeah, thanks, man. It's just something fun to do. Get you know, put in time. But the last like year, I've been doing a lot of like landscape work in the summer because there's no shows or nothing. So yeah, digging holes, laying stone, doing the. Keep Same old song busy, and yeah. dance, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep myself busy. You know? How much make... ta- oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no. Uh, I was just going to say, got to make a little bit of money of here course. and there. You know? <clears throat> Hopefully get around in, though. Oh, if you want to get golfing, I'll, we'll go anytime. Look, dude. Oh, yeah. I uh, I play at St. George's in Etobicoke. Oh, good, yeah. So if you want to get out, anytime. Please, man. Literally. Anytime. We'll, get, we'll go to summer. We'll sit around. Rick, guess, guess my invitation Rick, keeps getting lost. No, you can come. You can, you can carry the bags. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Rick's, honestly, Rick is a very fun guy to golf with. Terrible to watch golf, but fun Whoa, to watch. Not terrible, terrible, to watch. not terrible. Like, not terrible. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Come on. But he's a, the probably the one of the funnest guys to be on yeah. the golf course because it's always entertaining. I shoot. Can I tell a story about, about Arizona? Oh, oh, for sure you can. Okay, so uh, actually, no, more. Just over a year ago. Just over a year of March. ago. So yeah. March 2020, right before COVID hits. The weekend before COVID. Literally, like the weekend. We were in Arizona for his brother's bachelor party for like a boys golf trip. It was just starting to become a thing. Like people are talking about like international travel yeah. and COVID was just starting to become yeah. like a headline. So we're there like, I think it's like six, eight of us. I don't know how many there were, but we, had, we played the first round of golf. We got there on the Friday. Um, some some of the guys went out. Like I stayed in. I'm like, you know, we're golfing. Got to be sharp. Got to take all these guys' money. <laughs> so all the guys go out. Whatever. That's this correct, right? And then we golfed at, the, at Camelback. Camelback was the first day. The second day was. Um, but but you guys had gone on the night. The first day we got. Then we golfed the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we golfed the first day too. Whatever. Yeah, we whatever. go golfing the first day. I'm mixing the story up. We go golfing the first day. I'm terrible at this. Um, we we get on the course and Rick's like, hey, I'm gonna like, you know, we're having a couple, uh, whatever, we're drinking Cottage Springs or something. And Rick's like, yeah, just so you guys know, I'm going to be drunk by like, the fifth hole. And like, I mean, I figured he would drink. We knew we, all, knew we were all going to drink. I thought he was exaggerating a bit. I thought he was exaggerating. I kid you not. Okay, so he wore a, a bright shirt, like a bucket hat. Yeah, like a nice looks, white bucket hat. Looks like a like a hipster retired grandfather but, like, or something. I'm also fit too in like tight fitting clothes. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look like I could potentially be a golfer or I could just be like a dude who's out here just to drink. Like you yeah, couldn't yeah. tell just by looking the at The full me. dress up. Then like it, the point where you could tell was on the seventh hole. You know, you know, golfers, Jordan, if you don't know if you know this, the golfers, when they line up their putt, they squat down to like set the line. Rick squats down to set the ball and he tips forward onto his head. So his ass is in the air in like the fetal position. Completely and I, no, no, nobody saw this. Like we all turned around, we're talking, we look back, Rick's just face down, his butt's in the air. Like, Rick, are you okay? He's like, yep, nothing to see here. He gets up, makes the putt, <laughs> makes the putt, and then the rest. As we say, history. Yeah, I started. But, it was my brother's bachelor party. Right? Like that was the funny, yeah, yeah, one of yeah. the funniest things I've ever seen. John's like my boy. Shout out to John because he listens to every episode. Shout too. out to John. 
Good guy. So slowest golfer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, we're doing a nice little Masters uh, little get together for the Masters actually, which would be super dope. So thanks for that, John. Um, but so we're at his bachelor again. Just ready to have a good time. I knew I was getting tuned, right? We took the days <laughs> off work. I've got my phone call forward to the office. I'm ready to rock and roll. On the plane, we started going, right? And again, those little bottles. But yeah, you bang out a couple. It's a nice yeah. three and a half, four hour Just flight. Just like that, yeah. Right? And I'm sitting beside the boys getting ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I went to bed early the night before, so I'm primed. Yeah, yeah, dude. We get there. And I think we're drinking turbos. You know, you ever had a turbo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, one of the best. Oh, yeah. Those you know will get you. You know turbos, Jordan? A turbo is uh, like a light beer, so like Bud Light, let's say, or, or Coors Light, mixed with smearing off ice, and and a cup with ice. Actually, yo, we could do those with with our sponsors. Actually, they get you going. Yeah, so like a, a king, yeah, like that's a, like that's like gasoline. Yeah, like a, a, you do it on ice too. Starts the engine. Yeah, yeah, oh, fair enough, buddy. If you actually you know what we're gonna do, some Kingsville, and then some of our we'll get one of our other sponsors too. We'll make some because uh, that's actually light beer. Yeah, the Kingsville Light Kingsville. A Lager. Have you ever had Kingsville before? No. We'll, we'll give you some to take with you. They're the two. Yeah, do you want a drink? You know what? You're I still hurting from the light. No, before. no, no. I'd love nothing more, man. If you, if you, if I could have one, I would love. Oh, one. 100%. Get yeah. them one. I'm you know what? I'm gonna put you in touch with them too because they're they're pushing a lot of um like country music and like out in the wilderness, the vibes. Thanks, bro. So we'll uh we'll put you in touch, but we'll give you a nice little four pack to take home. They gave us. You've got so oh. many. They actually gave us this dope fridge too. I was checking. I was peeping that fridge, man. I like that. I want a nice little fridge like that. Honestly, it's super convenient. I don't got to get up and grab it. <laughs> right yeah. by the couch. Look, it's nice branded. They did such a sick job. Shout out to Alyssa, Marty Turco, Carlin Domi, and the rest of the Kingsville team. Shout out to you guys. You're awesome. Um, but yeah, so we were we got absolutely, uh, probably by like the third hole, I was feeling good because we got there a little <laughs> bit early. And uh, so we're feeling good, having some drinks. And when you're on a bachelor party too, and with our group of friends, we're fairly fortunate where everyone's pretty good. There's no like cheap guys or anything. So it's like, you literally get in there, okay. Georgie's got the first eight eight drinks because there was eight of us, two foursomes. That's how I remember eight of us. I think we yep. had some guys join later maybe. but So we had eight drinks right off the bat. Before we even get to the carts, another guy's on the other end bringing in eight different drinks here. So it's like, all right. Isn't boys, that fun? Yeah. Let's go. Coolers overflowing yeah, like it's you, crazy. You get on the Jeez. golf course, second hole, because we're in Arizona. We're in the middle of the desert. Second hole, there's the golf the you golf. Stay hydrated. You all stay right. Hydrated. Well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fifth hole, not kidding. I was just ready to rock and roll lost absolutely yeah. lost dude. yeah and, and then Rick's like, we had like we had a full round to finish i'm like yeah. rick you gotta least survive this for like three <laughs> more hours i'll be he's like i'll be fine, <laughs> be fine. it was uh that was yeah. a good trip i don't think shout I out to all the boys in yeah. arizona i don't think i played the last like four holes yeah, but it was but hot funny out there enough too, man. Oh, i yeah. made it out that night four of us made it out i was one of them really eh? and we shook it we shook like it. we <laughs> shook it dude like yeah. we had, the, we rented the sick Airbnb, and I just, so I'm gonna get back to you shortly. But this story is just funny. <laughs> no, please, just hijacked, just hijacked your episode. Buddy, I'm fucking, yeah, so this. we ended up renting this like beautiful house, and because it was, I think it's off season in March in Scottsdale. Yeah, or I think it's between seasons or whatever. We ended up getting this gorgeous house, like a Jordan basketball court with Dude. this outdoor gazebo, like just insane. It had an extra bedroom that we didn't even know about. Put it that way. Like, did? Uh, well, so we thought it was only gonna be four rooms. Turned out it was like five bedrooms. Like just like on the listing, it only said four. And then we got there, we're like, oh, oh there's, an ex- there's an extra bedroom. That's beautiful, eh? Yeah. So we ended up getting lucky, and we ended up, uh, yeah, we shook it a lot on that trip. But segueing over to traveling, <laughs> since we were traveling in Arizona, you ever played in the, any shows in the states? The odd one. Couple in Nashville and a couple in Florida, but nothing. Oh, nothing where in Florida? My, uh, I used to go down. Uh, it's funny, I since I was a kid. I used to go down to this island called Sanibel Island. It's right off Fort Myers, dude. I, my parents have a house in Fort Myers. Buddy. 
Where in Sanibel? My parents what? have one in Sanibel, dog. No, it's yeah. like 30 minutes away. Yeah, dude. Oh, you no. cross over that little bridge? Oh, yeah. Is this yeah. destiny? Is this you destiny? The All day long. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 20. Oh, okay. So you're, we would have never crossed paths in no, the past. Never. But. Uh, so you're, you're a decade younger than Jesus Christ. Oh, shit, you're 2000. Just a wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you go down often? Uh, every year, me and my brother drive down together. And I mean, you we do the drive, it. eh? Oh, dude, fun. Good we, for you, man. We got a dog, and we bring him. He loves. He's a little road warrior. He loves that stuff. But man, <laughs> driving driving down to Florida is one of my favorites. I love driving. Where do you man. stop? Nowhere. You go straight. Oh, we're humming. Twenty-two through, hours. Man. Oh yeah, dude. My brother will drive the day, and I'll drive the night. You guys are nuts. And then we'll get there, sleep for like that. a couple hours, and then by the time we're ready to go, it's lunchtime, and get on our bikes and go somewhere. But That's I used to sick. I used to play down there all over the island. I yeah, would go and just that. get gigs when I go down there, but it wasn't like a show or anything. You just pop in with a good. That's guitar, really cool. Ripping. Pop in with the six string, give them what for, you know. Yeah, I love it. A couple, couple, a couple yeah. chicken wings. That's it. You're good to go, man. A couple chicken wings and a couple of turbos, and you're ready to rock. You can't even drink turbos down there. Oh, true. Uh, he's got the big idea. It's Fort Myers, man. Hook him up. We, uh, I went to Fort Myers. I've been to Florida a couple times, or a few times, but we went to Fort. Actually, this podcast, the idea originated in Fort Myers. No, Ground Zero. Ground eh? Zero, Fort Myers. We were, Dude, I like it. Yeah, yep. we were uh, 2019. We were there New Year's going into 2020. Uh, myself, Rick, and like his, his girlfriend at the time. And we're, we're at his parents' place. And we're like, we're going to go out for a chill, like a chill New Year's. Not going to think crazy. And we're just like hanging out at his, at his parents' place. And like I said earlier, Rick and I have known each other for, for a long time now. And we're like, you know, we're getting older. Careers are going to take over. Families will start at some point. Like, let's figure out like an excuse to just hang out once a week, no matter what, non-negotiable. So that's we, we did, Rick. Rick said, "Why don't we start a podcast?" And I was like, "Okay, I can probably edit it. Like, we're good at talking, I think." So, I think, yeah. so that's where the idea came up. We came up with the name and everything. It was like a couple of days before New Year's. We had and, our logo uh, designed on Fiverr. Yeah, yeah, we got it all done. But then, what well, we we celebrated New Year's that we went to like a, I don't. know, You probably can explain it better here. We went to like a, a strip mall, like a PF Chang's for New Year's for dinner. Something just chill. Like, do you, do you know where the, the uh, the Regal Cinemas? Are in Fort Myers? No, no. I've okay. probably seen them a time or two. But. So it's like off the highway there, I guess. So we went there thinking like, we'll just have some dinner, chill out. Yeah, yeah. They close at 10 o'clock. On New like, Year's It's Eve. New Year's Eve. They're like, yeah, people got to get home to their families. We're like, yeah. people are here to hang out for New Year's. <laughs> so anyways, we, we get kicked out. We leave. We're like, we got to find somewhere to go. This is crazy. We're going to get stuck, yeah. stuck in a parking lot for New Year's. <laughs> so we get in the taxi. No, wait. You're missing the, the beer thing first. Oh, yeah. So we went to this little beer pub. Because they were doing um, flights of beer, whatever. Flights of beer, and it was like beer tasty. So we literally popped in. There's three of us, and we're just ordering everything on the menu. We're like, let's just try as much as we can. Because we just ate eaten this massive, you know, American style Chinese food at PF Chang's, which was delicious. But yeah, yeah. we had a couple socket bombs, and they're like, yeah, you got to go. We're like, what? <laughs> so we we dip over this beer place. Like, let's just get, you know, let's, let's yeah, shake yeah, it, yeah. right? Let's have a couple <laughs> pops. So we head over there, and then they close at 11. And we're like, what the hell is What's happening? What's wrong with Fort Myers, man? So we, yeah. hop, we hop in an Uber, so we meet these people like, yeah, go to this bar. And they tell us the bar. So it's like It was like an oyster bar. Yeah, we rip over there. It's closed. <laughs> so uh, it's like 1130 right now. He's not even gone yet. Our Uber's yeah. not gone. We wave him down. We're like, man, where do we even go? He's like, oh, I know this bar down the street. He's like, yeah, it should, right. be, should be busy. Should Takes be us busy. to this bar, like, not down the street, like 20 minutes down the street. <laughs> so it's like 1150. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a bar. It's an outdoor shed. It's like, no, like, a tiki, like a little tiki hut. Yeah. Something you would see made of like like old shit wood and like bamboo. It literally looks like it belongs in like the depths of like the jungle, like a little tiki yeah. shack. Like, you know, like where they do like, um, what's the south, the south of Florida called? Like the swamp areas. 
the Everglades. The Everglades. It looks like it belonged in the Everglades. Yeah. So we ended up going in there, and you know, I knew it was going to be an f- interesting night when they had the game where you know it's a string with a little ring on it, and you got to th- swing it, dude. That is one of my favorite games in the world, dude. <laughs> and I played really? that in Florida for the first. That's where I came up, dude. That is a thing down there. I don't know what it is. That is. <laughs> Dude, I could do that shit all day long. Man. But that's how we knew it was going to be a good night. We yeah, yeah. We were drinking. They had a special, like $3 vodka drinks or something. And they were like this big. Like, like, and it's like, of, it was the, it tasted the like, was it tasted like the gasoline. Terrible. But the best part was, it's like, I'm like, do you have any premium? <laughs> like, yeah, we got vodka. We got smeared off or absolutely. Like, that's the premium here. What the fuck are we drinking? <laughs> yeah, right? it was rough. So we stayed there for a couple hours and then uh, we went home. We were home. like, we were like, I mean, you you go to Florida, you can picture this, but like we, like I don't think people have ever seen like Toronto people or city people, but like major metropolitan city people. Yeah, like, yeah. We had like you know button shirts, <laughs> like not like dressy, but like but we look like, nice. Uh, it's New Year's something yeah, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. wear for like Fort Lauderdale or Miami, like, just a like, decent jeans and a shirt. Yeah, yeah, something to look half decent. And we walk in there, and I'm like. I'm like, did we just like f- like transport to the Everglades? Like these people look at the wrestling, the wrestling right. Gators out here or They're something. Like, oh, Absolutely nuts. sun stained in there. Out there. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we were getting looks, man. I was like, oh shit, man. All right, I'll keep throwing that ring, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's get this on. It was crazy. Got to show people I'm that was cool. A good yeah. New Year's, yeah. and that's how the pal started. And and look pal at us started. here today, and, and we're here today with like, what are the chances? Like, what are the chances? Uh, so, when do you normally go down there? We would go every March break since I was like six years old, man. Okay. We drive. We drove down ever since me and my. Me and my mom and my brother and sister would all drive down together, and then my dad would come and meet us, right. or he'd or he'd drive down with us, sort of thing. We um, so my parents usually drive down once a year, and then oh, actually, sorry, I guess twice a year. They'll drive usually in November ish. Yeah, dude, we used to do that. Yeah, too. they drive down, so they leave a car down there, and then my my mom usually she's a snowbird now, so she stays down there for probably about I don't know three four months of the year. So my dad comes back and forth, and then me and my brother usually go down around Christmas time, just for like a week. Sometimes we do New Year's Eve there, uh, but yeah, I usually go down there once a year, even if it's just for like a weekend, either family day, Christmas. Yeah. So when we go, we'll, we'll link up. No, please, man. I man, I used to love going there. We used to go in November as well. We so we'd go, <clears throat> we'd go for two weeks in March, and then we go for there was always like a long weekend in November, whatever. Yeah. We'd go down, and then there was this like one year in Black my, Friday. Dude, I don't. That's it. I miss. I miss that. So going down there in November, like like winter time, like that's that's a prime time to go down there. But man, we were me and my brother. Me and my brother were assholes. Like, is we he were, older, or younger than you? Uh, we're eighteen months apart, and he's a year. So he's a year older. Yeah, we're best older. friends. Like we've been best friends forever. And we were, I guess, like my dad would like. My dad never really knew. Like he would get, he would do what dads do, and like my mom would get mad at us for something, and then he would come in and he'd be like, "Well, my." My wife's mad, so I have to get mad, and he wouldn't even know what he's getting mad at. And he just like <laughs> yell at us and freak out, whatever. But it was just like we were in Florida, man, and I don't even know what we were doing. We were doing something to our sister with like we were like. And she's with, younger, I'm assuming. Yeah, like she's yeah, she's like three years younger, so it was game on all the time, man. <laughs> and like I don't know, we were doing something with like pillows or something. We were smacking her with pillows or something. I've never been back to Florida in November in my life. Like my dad put the hammer down. He's like, I'm never gonna, you're never gonna see yourself in Florida in November again. We never went, man. We <laughs> never it. went no ever way. since, dude. Because of the pillow fight. Because the dude it was the dumbest. It was a pillow fight. Like I swear to God, it was like me and my brother had like a bunch of pillows running around with them, and he couldn't handle it. It was too much for him. <laughs> and that's where the digital yeah. line, dude, put the hammer down. <laughs> I a couple of goddamn like, pillows. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's like my dad. Your dad's your dad's oh, chill. French my dad is chill. like, <laughs> my dad's the same way. We're causing shit. Like it would cause shit as kids. My mom was she's she's so nice. She would like try to get disciplined and get mad, but like we just like we knew she was nice. We knew she was just it was joking, but we knew she would 
tell my dad. And we knew that when that door opened, that like whatever time he came home at six or seven, yeah. we were gonna be in shit. So we like if she started saying, "Well, your dad knows now," <laughs> like, yeah. we would like go play in the park or something, Everyone's not come hiding, home until yeah. super super late, <laughs> yeah. and we'd still get it. I like that. I like my, that. Mine's the opposite. My mom was the the hard ass, and my dad was the easy one. Dad, can we go to McDonald's? Yeah, sure. My dad was mom. Seen- nah, actually, no. My mom took us to McDonald's. Who am I kidding? Yeah. But yeah, Elaine. When it, when we got in trouble, Elaine. So Elaine's my mom. She would just count to three. And if, if it had ever hit three, we were absolutely fucked. Shit hit the fan. Dog. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she would say one, yeah, two, and then me and my brother like, okay, what do we do? I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. Apologize. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because then we get scary spanked stuff, when we were kids. Man. You ever get spanked as a kid? Yeah, oh, yeah. brother. This ass was <laughs> smacked all day long, <laughs> Like I know I shit you not, bro. Like I my because my mom was Bro- the same. I was like brother, dude. Please, I, like dude, it was intense, man. Oh, and we're gonna be friends after this, buddy. I can feel. Oh, it. I can feel yeah. it, man. Yeah, I we're feel gonna, it. We're gonna, stay, we're gonna stay friends. It's funny though, man. Like my my mom, my mom was the same as you. My dad wasn't like he was intense, but only when my mom would tell him to be right because he's just like. My dad's the best man I've ever like ever met. Like he's the nicest guy. Loves does anything his wife tells him to do. And if she tells me to get mad, he gets mad. But he was he was always easy. You know, I'd be like, Dad, like same thing you said. Go to McDonald's, sort of thing. But you always got to be scared of your mom, man. Moms are scary. Yeah. Dog. She uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah, basically. We she would if we got we always got ten spankings right that was like the number <laughs> ten, 10? Spank- Dude, I, get I get one good I get one, good, I get one hard one so I knew thing, my lesson so the thing was the first three were always insanely hard yeah yeah like insanely hard then it's like four to seven were like mediocre eight nine and ten were a joke yeah but it's like looking back like you remember those three and you're like you don't even once you hit four you don't even think about anything you're just going blank you're watching you're watching the leaf game in the corner <laughs> yeah, of the tv dude, right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean man, happy actually, thoughts, man. Man, it's, it's like uh, my dad my dad is this, like my, see, my dad's that way he's more like very serious guy and people tell me like oh, your dad's the nicest guy i was like yeah you even see him get pissed off yeah yeah <laughs> but he is honestly like my dad love him to death he's like my my idol my mentors tell me everything i know and he is the nicest guy. Honestly, it's, it's so crazy because like he, it's like almost to a fault. Like he just wants to like help people all the time, and you know, business like entrepreneurial guy, businessman, like always wants to take care of his people. But then if you do something wrong, like oh. like me and my sister and brother used to fight all the time. Yeah. We were like, tell, we're, tell we're, them the Game Boy story. <sighs> we haven't told that on the podcast in a while. This people, is have I told? So we're all you one year apart. So I'm the oldest. Uh, my sister, my sister's like. Uh, a year, almost like maybe 16 or so months younger than me. And then my brother's one year younger than her exactly. So we're all super close, our whole family. I, one year exactly? One year exactly. Like a, one year and a week or something. I didn't know that. Se- September 17th, September 29th. Anyways, me and my brother used to fight. Me and my sister were like, we still are like inseparable. We don't argue about anything because we just know each other so well. My brother and I are both like, we, we're very similar. We butt heads a lot. So when we were young... Um, I'm the more like loud, rambunctious. I want to do everything, and like I'm just like need to like be always doing stuff. My brother was always very quiet. Just like if he had his like Game Boy, you don't bother him. He's never gonna cause a problem. He just was in his own world all the time. I wanted to be in everybody's world. So we were in Greece, uh, leaving from my like we had a at my grandparents' house. We'd stay. We were going to the beach, and I remember I that summer, um, the summer before I bought a Game Boy, like the original black and white. That summer, my brother had the Game Boy Color that just came out, and I didn't have it, so I had to have it. Yeah, yeah. So he's play, like, he would always play it, and I would, my dad would always tell him, like, you guys, even though Yanni got it with his birthday money, Yanni, you got to share it with your brother, because he shared it with you, whatever. So he would share, but I always wanted it whenever I wanted it, so I would always, like, ask, and I knew that, <laughs> I knew he wouldn't give it to me, so I'd start causing a scene, and I knew my parents would get involved, and they would try to mitigate... So anyways, this, this day, we're going to the beach, and I was asking brother to play. He'd been playing all morning. He wouldn't share. So I was like, all right, fuck this guy. And I was like, maybe I was like eight. I was like, I was young. 
said between eight and like nine, ten, whatever. So we're on the way to the beach, and he's playing it next to me. I'm like, yeah, let me play. He's like, no. I was like, yeah, let me play. And I just knew if I kept being annoying, my dad driving was going to stop the car and like yell at somebody. So we keep yelling. We haven't even got got to the outskirts of the town, and this town is 500 people. It's not a big town. It's a kilometer. Stops the car, turns around, and says, Yanni, give it to your brother now. Yanni goes, no, it's mine. My brother goes, my dad goes, oh, yeah? It's mine now. Grabs out of his hand. My dad opens his car door, puts it under the tire, no. reverses, and then no. drives to the beach. My brother is crying, like, like hyperventilating. Like, and and I'm laughing so too, right? hard. Yeah. I was like, yes, no guy. one gets it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is going to be the best beach day ever. <laughs> and every time we go into my town, we visit, we get to go in the summers. My brother always like, every time we pass that sign, he's like, rest in peace, Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a memorial on the side of the road next like to Vietnam it. flashbacks. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he was, for a long time, he was traumatized when he go back to Greece. That's funny, man. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I was a shithead. Man, what a great segue that was. Eh? Yeah. So, travel yeah, yeah. to Florida. Uh, well, there's one thing that we missed that I wanted to jump back at when we got to Florida and kind of segue. You talked about playing in, in Nashville as well. Um, what I wanted to ask was like, in Nashville, obviously, is like the, the mecca for country music. Um, do you... Do you have plans to like go be down there more full time? Would you want to be there full time? I would love nothing more than to live in there. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my dream, man. You want to hear a dream? I would this love a hell to of hear a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get. No, this, this is like those Lotto Six Forty Nine commercials. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Let's hear Fuck it. yeah! So I want, dude. I want to like just a tiny, like five, six acres at, at the least, like somewhere where I'm not gonna walk on my front door and see my neighbor right there, because I've. I've lived that my whole life, whatever. But I want just like a little bungalow with like a basement where I can put a studio in it. And then I have like a two car garage and I have my beautiful car in my garage and I sit there and drink beer all like just stare at my car and just sit there and like have my own house, my own. And it's in Nashville. And then I can get up every morning, go down to my basement, write songs, whoever's coming over to have a session, whatever. We write songs, make a demo, that sort of thing. That's what I do every day in the nights go and you know, sit at these writer rounds at wherever I could, you know, get my get my name on the on the yeah. bill sort of deal. And That'd be the life, man. Just going playing, even even if I wasn't playing the big shows, like in front of ten thousand people. Like if I could go every night, dude, and sing songs. That even if I just went and sat there for like, you know, thirty minutes and played four or five songs that I'd written that like week, and just play them for the people and see what they have to say. Like that's the best thing you could possibly. That's the dream, man. Little that's bungalow, so cool. my beautiful car, my beautiful beer fridge in my garage, <laughs> and then you know, Kings, will you hear this? Look, got him a fridge, guys. <laughs> hey, that's no. it. <laughs> To make the dream alive, bring the dream alive. That's honestly <laughs> really cool, though. Like, it's actually no. Before we segue a little bit, what kind of car? Um, right now it's a seventies, seventies uh, Roadrunner. Okay, Plymouth Roadrunner. I used to want like, I used to want a Chevelle really bad from '67, but now I don't like the dude. I could sit here and tell you what car is my dream car all day long, but right now it's a seventies <laughs> Roadrunner for sure. Your dreams change on a daily basis for cars, cars wise. Probably by the week. Probably by the <laughs> week, man. Like. But you're like you're a classic car guy. Yeah, I'm hungry for it, man. Yeah, I'd tell you that much. I want a nice truck too. There's too many things. Cars. You're a country singer. You need a truck. Yeah, I know. That's what they all say. But here's the thing, man. Like my brother and my dad both. They, like my dad just got a new truck. My brother just bought a brand new F-150 and whatever. I'm sitting here in my friggin' Mazda three. <laughs> child's play, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, your like, time. Your time's coming though. Yeah, not, yeah, your time's coming. I love that's a, that's really cool. So like for you, it's all about just like the simple things. Like it just. Have the like what you need to like. I wouldn't just survive, but like have your comforts, and that would make you like, the happiest just, guy in the world. I want my own, like my own, just my own place, like my own world to live Sanctuary. in. You know what I mean? Like this, something that I've earned, something that I can call my own. You know, and I have my car that's not like just like you know my car that gets me from A to B. It's my 
my child. You know what I mean? Like yeah, my yeah, car. Yeah. It's not like my car is my freaking it. car, man. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> something that you've earned and you've worked yeah. for and that you've gotten to. Dude, is, I know. would that be the first thing? Like if you, as your career grows on and progressive progresses and and you know you hit bigger milestones. Do you have something in mind? Like, is the, is the car the first thing you want to go after, or is it you know just keep working? You haven't thought that far ahead. Or house, man. That's yeah. my that's my dream right now is to just have a house, just a you know place to call your own. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, it's just like that would be the dream, man. It's cool, especially in today's market in Toronto. Fuck sakes, it ain't gonna happen for me here, buddy. I'm going to Nashville. Did <laughs> I mention that? Yeah, well, yeah you, Toronto's not the place for me to yeah. be buying houses. I know that. Yeah, if you go to Nashville too. Uh, Ricky and I, we actually mentioned this to, I think, to, to Jade last time as well. Ricky and I are actually also Tennessee Titans fans. So, oh, Na- right so Nashville is like, we've only, we've been once. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're down there, we'll probably be down there as well at some point. So we'll uh, we'll come jam with you. We'll just stare at the car. Yeah, we'll just sit there and stare at the car. <laughs> we'll drink some Kingsles and That's stare at the car. That's what I'll be doing. We'll, <laughs> we'll bring the fridge down with <laughs> yeah, us. Don't worry. We're good. Wheel the fridge in. Yeah, yeah we're good. It's a great city, though. Nashville. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, man. Do you know what? It's funny. That's, that's actually like, also one of the times. Sorry, that's like a job. Like, that's one of the places that really made me appreciate music even more, like live music and the culture of it, even country. Like, I remember, it's so interesting, right? The strip is like a mini Vegas strip, obviously a lot smaller, but like, you can hop into bars. I think it was like, like one of them was Tootsie's, I think. Yeah, buddy. Um, what's the three floor one? Uh, Honky Tonk Central. Yeah. Like, I just remember like going to Honky Tonk and like literally three floors and every floor like had a different style or musician playing or band. It was like, I was just so cool and like just no, it's not pretentious. People are just there literally just drinking beers and watching music, walking the streets. It's, is that me? Wow, this is awkward. Sorry. God um, damn it. Give me stop the recording, did it? Okay, we're good. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, it's just uh, it's such a cool place. Like it's it's special. Out there. I wish I remember more of that trip. One, it was like <laughs> ten years ago. No, I 20... was working at Media Planet, so for 2014. So sorry, yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, still a long time ago, right? And so the thing is, we drove from Toronto. It was uh, Thanksgiving weekend, so we drove from Toronto Friday morning. We all took the day off work. It's a 13 hour drive, right? So yeah. we left in the morning. We got there at night. We didn't even go out that night. We were just all gassed. We're like, whatever. Excuse me. So we had to go. Uh, the next day, we were going to tell, uh, University of Tennessee Volunteers homecoming game. So we uh, we woke up early. We parked it. We had an RV, like a sick RV. Nice. Uh, and funny enough, we didn't know it had a bed on top of the driver's cab. Until, yeah, like, those we are dope. Yeah. It. yeah, we didn't know <laughs> that. Funny. So we didn't. So have we we're it. sleeping on like the floor and shit. We're like, this thing is supposed to have two beds. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Where's the second <laughs> bed? Six guys in here. Well, like we had to sleep. One guy slept on the floor, and we're like, and then with the day, just to jump over the story, we didn't find out that bed was is a button that brings it down until we got back to Toronto. Oh, until we returned. Down, one guy we're, we're unloading the thing when we got back home. He's like, oh, what does this button do? And he pushes it, and the bed <laughs> comes down. Slowly Three comes nights, down. One guy, we had to rotate who slept on the floor because it was so shit. Anyway, it's funny seeing so, that bed come down. Oh yeah, so we were cheesed. So, so we uh, so the second day Saturday morning we wake up, we drive out to this uh, fraternity that we were part of. We parked the RV at the fraternity house. And then we start boozing. We go to the University of Tennessee Volunteers game. So it's also a dry stadium because it's a university game. So we sneak in these little bottles of sourpuss. I'll never forget that. Because I'll never forget the green one was the one that put me over the top. (laughs) Me and John Marco, actually. Yeah, you were asleep. So we went the night before we went to Walmart to buy these, uh, like, whatever, orange shirts, University of Tennessee. So we all got our yellow gear on. We're playing beer pong outside of the, the stadium on our outside of our little RV. And we're just having a great time. So we walk in. We get to the, the little corner store, buy some booze, little bottles. And we're having a great time. Homecoming. After that, we go to this the frat party at the at the Chapman university. Yeah. yeah. 
Again, great time. Next day, we're going to the football game, Tennessee Titans. They're playing the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. So trash, trash game. Whatever. We go. That night, we're like, we're going to go out Sunday night, man. Tennessee Titans home uh, Tennessee Titans home Vol- game. Volunteers. No, no, Titans. It's on the Sunday night. Oh, sorry. So, oh, so sorry, that sorry. night, we're like expecting the city to be like booming, right? I know yeah, it's yeah. a Sunday, but still, the Titans just played. People are out boozing, having a good time. The city wasn't that busy. We only lasted like two hours out that night. Yeah, we were. That's why, like, we were all just gone. We had just drank, day drank all Saturday and then all Saturday, Sunday morning. So that's one thing I regret is that I don't remember more of like the nightlife or that we didn't do more of the nightlife. Yeah, we'll be back out there at some point. For sure. 100%. Um, anyways, because we're almost nearing the end. I want to talk about the new music you're putting out now. You got a new EP. Obviously, super exciting. So I... This is that generic question that... No, I know what you get asked in here is... I'll give you an answer. <laughs> I... Listen. Hey, you, like, you are just in general, like, you're a good interviewer. Like, I feel like, like even if you Interviewee. said... Interviewee. Interviewee. Sorry. If someone, like, asked you boring questions, you can make them funny. It's just crazy how you keep coming, like, off the cuff with these, you're like, responses, baby. man. Oh, I appreciate love it. it. No, I love this stuff, man. I can sit, sit down with a couple of fellas and shoot the shit all day long. I, like... I don't... Every, every couple time... Couple pals. I, exactly. Couple of pals, man. And I... Going to so many interviews, man, where it's like, I, I've never been, I've never gone into an interview once where they send me the questions before. So I hate that. I'll never do that ever. Like, it's, I couldn't imagine that. It's probably weird doing an interview where you like know exactly what's had force, whatever. I just like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a good conversationalist. So I like to sit down and shoot shit, hang out, whatever. It's good stuff. But with regards to new music, so last year, man, I pretty much just spent writing songs, like only writing songs. Every time I go pick up my guitar, I'm writing something new. And I feel like, this year just having like having to do nothing but that and not going out playing shows whatever like it's given me an opportunity to really explore my writing and kind of you know figure out who I am as a writer and what I want to say and how I want to say it sort of thing so I feel like I feel like this record like especially I put I put these two acoustic songs on and then we have our radio single you make me wanna and I think this these three songs like even though it's just just a couple of songs I think it really shows like where I'm going as an artist and who I am as a writer and kind of like what's more to come you know what i mean because if this is this record that i've released here is like that's the direction i want to go so i hope to kind of keep going in that way love it so this is kind of like you just kind of now you've spent the last year you've kind of figured out exactly what you want to do you've kind of figured out your I- identity i guess that you want to personify and your sound and all that yeah i would say so and i'd say i'd i'd look at that in the, like the kind of the, the way i write songs and the way i tell stories i feel like that's changed and i feel like it's it's come a long way and i've It'll probably, you know, in the next two, three years, it'll change for sure because it always does. Every time I write a new song, I'm like, oh, man, like there, there's a new way to do that, whatever. Like there's a new way to say this sort of thing. And I find that with each song, you just get better and better. And I mean, obviously, you know, every now and then you write a pretty shitty song. and that's, <laughs> It's always something to giggle about, dude. But, you know, I'm just I just keep writing and that that's what I'll be doing for the next few years. So where do you get a lot of your inspiration from for your songs? <clears throat> Honestly, man, it, it, it always seems to change it. You know, if it's every every song, whether, you know, maybe it's a song about a girl, everyone's felt, you know, that heartbreak, everyone's been through that sort of thing. So you, you draw you draw inspiration from, you know, different things that you've been through, different emotions that you've had also. But like, I find these days, I really like to, I like to write stories. I write, I like to, you know, whether I see a man on the side of the, you know, stand at the street corner, or there's a sign that I see that I think something, I'll write a story off of that. Like I, there's this one song on my new EP called Tough Times and I, I was driving, I was driving this show to Ottawa. And you know, you know, like on at the gas station, it says the price of gas and how you know how it's pretty goddamn expensive these days. And but then you know, diesel underneath, whatever. Some fella climbed up there and <clears throat> wrote too high beside the price of gas. And I just thought that was funny. I was thinking about it. I saw it like a year and a half ago, and I I wrote it at kind of the beginning of this whole COVID nineteen business. And I just 
I saw that and I took this as a story and it's this story. I wrote it, this guy's, you know, he's having a tough time, like he's losing his job sort of thing. He can't fill his truck up with gas because it's too damn expensive, that sort of thing. And you listen to the song and you'll, you'll see what I mean wow. sort of thing. Like just, just taking, you know, small things that you see in the, in the world and be able to create something from that, I guess. And I, I feel like I'm getting better at that. I'm, I'm getting better at seeing the things that I can write stories about. You know what I mean? Yeah, pals, right. that, we're, we're the next song. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We're the next big single. Hey, had a good time with the pals. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And I, I mean, we, listen, we only sat here and talked for an hour. Oh, wow. Now I'm about 20. But like the fact that, like, just even the, the impression that we get, like your storytelling abilities, you seem, like, you seem like a natural storyteller. So that does seem like right up your alley. But the fact that you it. can pull something so small and create this whole like backstory to it, I think is super cool. And I, I mean, well, definitely, like, I was listening on the on the drive over as well, but, like, now that, like, when I go back and listen, that'd be really cool to hear it that way, and I'm sure the listeners as well, but, like, they're, now it'll kind of trigger some thoughts in their head, which is pretty cool. I'm going to be at the first show at Drums and Flats, baby. Dude, yeah. I'll be sitting there picking the guitar all night long. <laughs> I love that. Rick, honestly, like, when you, yeah, when, yeah, when you, you start yeah. coming back and playing shows, obviously let us know. Oh, um, I will. Any sure. shows you want to, like, as well for, like, you want to announce anything, you want to whatever, like, anytime, let us know. Happy to plug it. Happy to share it with our, with our socials and followings and all that stuff. No, I really appreciate and it. And we'll just be there. And, general. yeah, we will like, be there I, for sure. I absolutely love live music. Yeah. Country's not my, it's not something I listen to, you know, on the radio or even on my playlist. But a good country concert, a good country show, man. Yeehaw, oh, let's go tip the hat to them. I'm sure I could sing a song you're like, man. Fuck yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll be there for 100%. I look forward to it, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll even provide the chicken wings, the beer, everything. Oh, good. Well, I would hope Kings we will provide the free, beer at least, right? Well, we'll get Kings. We'll get some Kings. Beer. Don't worry. We'll get them. And hey, don't worry. The fridge is on the way. To the house yeah. in Nashville. To the house in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Owen, we want to appreciate that. We want to thank you and we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Uh, we've got two questions we always ask every guest who comes on. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Dude. Oh. Probably like uh, probably the guy who plays Captain America because he's dope. He's probably like my Chris favorite. Chris Evans? Yeah, he's my favorite. Uh, like, I think that guy's sick, man. You ever watch, yeah. you watch that movie Snowpiercer, dude? I started it, but I haven't. It's a good movie. He was in that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. I think he's dope. He's got like little his hair might be the same color as mine. Yeah. He could probably pull it off. <laughs> he's dope. He's yeah, Jack. He's, he's fucking Jack, dude. And then, you know, <laughs> he's Captain America. Maybe people could see me that way. So you know, <laughs> like a good answer. I actually heard that movie was really good. One of my good friends told me to watch it, and I started it one night, like literally the first minute in, and I ended up continuing it. But I'm gonna give it a give it a go tonight. Um, the last question: If the I was gonna say the same thing you just said. Um, <laughs> Still, my question: If you uh, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Man, uh, I would say like just write, start writing songs when you're twelve. When because I I started writing songs when I was a kid and and I hated every single one of them, so I stopped for a long time and I didn't do it anymore. I was like, oh man, like you can't. It's the dumbest song I ever freaking heard, right? And I I know looking back now that, that the only reason I wrote those songs is because I hadn't done it enough, right? So if I if I could say anything, like when I started writing songs, I should have just kept at it because I'd be so much further now. So don't like, man, I know. And for any other songwriter in the world, dude, who's trying to write songs, you're going to write a million shitty songs and you're going to hate them and you're going to want nobody to hear them. But you'll get like, you know, 50 songs later, you're going to have that one that hits and you're going to be like, Oh man, I know I know how to do that again, and you're gonna do it again, and each one's gonna get a little bit better, sort of thing. So, stick with it. <clears throat> stick with it. That's great, Owen. Man, you're a beauty. 
Yeah. I really enjoyed this. We, I obviously yeah. speak for Georgie too. We really enjoyed this. Our listeners are going to enjoy this. Uh, me and you, are, we, we are going to maintain a friendship after this. You're a great no. dude. Yeah. I, I, Appreciate I, it, I just love hearing your stories. Um, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, how can, how can they find you? Where can they go? <coughs> I said that reverse. Where oh, can no. they go? How can they find you? So my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all that stuff is going to be Owen Barney Music, just straight up, the way it sounds. And then my website is owenbarneymusic.com, and then you can find any of my music on Apple Music, Spotify, that Perfect. sort of thing. So, well, we'll share awesome. it in the uh, in the caption. Uh, we'll share everything. It's very exciting to have uh, you know a good young guy like yourself on the podcast because the future is definitely bright for you. I appreciate yeah. it, man. I appreciate okay. you guys having me here. This is tons of, of fun. Of dude. Oh, we'll do this again. We'll do this again another time for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Summer time too. Yeah, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll get man. some songs. Maybe we'll bring your guitar in here, rip it up a little bit. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, get Ricky playing chopsticks in the background yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, George. They call that. Uh, guys, <laughs> listeners, if you've made it to this point in the episode, we appreciate you. Thank you to each and every one of you. Without your support, this is impossible. So thank you. Uh, if you've made it again, subscribe, like, review, give Owen a follow, give the pals a follow. And until next time, guys, signing off. Cheers. You yeah. like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing, you're not alright, I'm not alright